Many solemn nights, blonde moon, we stand and marvel, sleeping our noons away. Toku. Welcome everybody to another episode of Thought Process. What's going on, Greg? I'm back. Not too much. I'm back after a two-week... Uh, it's been two weeks, right? Two-week break? Is that right? No. No. No? No, it's only been like... A week. No, dude, because I had... Yeah, the um, last episode was one week ago, which is seven days ago. I had surgery on the 4th. Oh, so it's been a week. Oh, my gosh. Wow, look at that. I guess it's better than I thought. Um, yeah, we, we didn't miss a week. Cool, man. I'm, I'm happy to be back, dude. Um, well, first of all, I was away... Um, even if you didn't notice, I was away for the whole week. I was out of work. I had my deviated septum and overgrown turbinates on my right hand and my left hand nostril. Um, repaired a week ago. Yesterday, I had my post-op. And um, everything's going good. I'm recovering well. I'm able to breathe now. I had no idea how important breathing was actually going to was going to be how important it is and how it affects our just our ability to function. Um so I'm really happy. I'm happy about that. Um Yeah, I mean what what I miss, Greg? What's going on, dude? What you miss? Yeah. I mean in the world? Yeah, a well, lot. What's going on in the world, man? <laughs> Well, we know who's going for uh, going to try to be next president. Uh, we ran out of uh, unemployment. Uh, we here in California still can't do much. Uh, uh, what else? I don't <laughs> yeah, know. We're still in quarantine. <laughs> Debating, um, trying to find three jobs to make it to work forty hours a week. Yeah, that it's crazy. Like that's what you have to do now. Like. It's not even, it's probably highly improbable to find a new job full time. Highly improbable. Yeah. Not impossible. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're up against huge odds. A lot of people actually furloughed most of their employees, right? Yeah. So during this time, dude, you know, I've, I've actually learned something over this past week, just recovering. Dude, you know. I had first, first of all, when I thought about this surgery a month ago, yeah. leading up to the surgery, I was thinking, oh, I'll be okay in two days. You know, I was thinking that I was going to be fine. I was going to get out of surgery because they, they, they let you go that same day. It's, yeah. an only, it's only an hour long surgery or whatever. Um, you, you get to go home and then you just recover from there but um yeah dude i thought you know in two days i'll be fine i had even scheduled a podcast with you for last thursday and uh nope <laughs> i could not do it man my nose yeah. my nose was just plugged up um they put stents in it uh my eyes were were puffy and almost ne nearly shut um that was in pretty bad pain for three days. 
Um, so I was on pain meds for three days. Then Friday, which was the fourth day or the third, the fourth, the beginning of the fourth day, um, I decided to cut it up, just not take those meds anymore in hopes that oh. my, my, my body would, uh, or cut it off. It sounded like you said cut it off. And I was like, what are you cutting off? Yeah. Your the, stitches? Like, no, the, um, just taking the pain meds. Um, I was trying to just get back to normal, you know? You're all groggy. You're not clear-headed. I wasn't able to think. I wasn't able to work. So, you know, throughout this whole time, I anyway, I just had a a, a perspective that was not true. Um, I was hoping to work. I, I wasn't able to work. So, you know, I just took the, the whole week off. You know, Tuesday yeah. to Sunday, um, and it helped me. It helped me recover a lot faster. And uh -huh. I realized that um, having patience to do that, to just even do that. You know, I mean, right now in the middle of opening up a company, uh, you, I'm, I'm working crazy hours. I'm working all day, uh, minimum 12, almost 14 hours a day. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I felt bad. I felt bad that I couldn't get my work done. And... Um, I mean, yeah, dude, I just, I just had to take it easy. I, I realized that I couldn't do anything, that it was best for me to recover, to make the, re, you know, the, the recovery much faster and then be able to come back to work in full force on Monday, which I have. And, you know, right now, um, I'm pretty caught up with work. Today is only uh, Wednesday, you know? So, mm -hmm. so far, everything's good. Um, but anyway, back to the point, you know, patience, um, having a lot of patience, you know, they say patience is a virtue and I believe it. I went through it and, um, and right now I think patience is needed the most. Right now we still have a lot of uncertainty with what's going on. Uh, things are all over the place, not many answers, a lot more problems, not many solutions, um, not much we can do. All we can do is just be patient and hope for the best and uh, and see what happens. Kind of just roll with the punches, you know? Yeah, that's what I've been like for the, it's crazy to uh, to actually look back at things and know like I, ha I haven't worked since this whole thing started yeah and uh it was crazy i saw something i can't remember what it was oh i was looking at one of my one of the things on my computer that i play games through and i remember playing a game with my friend and i only played it once we played one round of it he logged off he never came back on it and i looked at it and it said two months ago and i was like two months ago that feels like it was like Maybe two weeks ago, I started to lose lose all track of uh, time. The past, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, for me, time has been blurring. Like the days have been are have been bleeding together. Yeah, because like it doesn't like there's no like we don't feel like there's a oh I don't know I just saying for me there's no like looking forward to something right now because like we don't really plan much you know 
Sure. Like before, it was like okay, you know, in you know a week and is? a half, let's let's go have dinner at this place and go have a good time. Yeah. And like we've removed those kind of things. Yeah. So like, they, I think it's a way of making our our brains not uh, feel like uh, almost like save points in life. Uh huh. You like, you know you know what I think I'm, it is though. It's actually yeah. um, I feel like it's just life seems to be moving a lot slower than what we're used to you know before we were in you know living here in orange county we live in a fast-paced place although it's kind of spread out you know most of the time you're on the you're you're in um on the freeway rushing to work because of traffic you get to work uh there's you know your the economy was doing pretty good so most jobs were pretty fast-paced already so you get to work and um, it's busy, you know, you take your lunch, you, you only have 30 minutes, you're back to work. Then once you get off, you have to rush back home because of either you have kids or errands or whatever the hell you have to do, right? Yeah. So this curveball that was thrown to us in a, you know, we're not used to this. So we were it, it, we hit a wall, right? So mm-hmm. um, we were we were used to this fast paced uh, lifestyle. Hit a wall, and it, everything slowed down. Everything was in lockdown. Uh, you know, everything was just taken away from you for some people. Um, mm-hmm. So not being used to that, I think, is a little disorienting of sorts. Yeah. Right. Yes. Very much so. Um, yeah, I mean, being patient, um, talking about being patient and particularly with you, since you're a dad, how has that played a role during quarantine? You know, that's actually funny. I've never, I don't think I've ever gotten a compliment in the way I've, uh, I don't know the exact word, but I'll say parented Okay. and I had gone to the beach the other day with a few people and um, my son, he had kind of like a, a tantrum because I can't remember what it was. I think we were playing a game and and I beat him. And so he kind of like threw a little tantrum that he lost. And I told him, no, or if you're going to do that, I'm not going to play with you. And he kept doing it. And I said, when you're done, we can talk. And like right away, he he stopped crying. And then as we were leaving, he had another tantrum about I can't remember exactly what it was, but I was I I sat there and talked to him for a couple seconds, and he stopped crying. And and this mom walked walked by us, and and she she tells me and my my roommate John, who has a son as well, uh, she tells us. You guys are really good at being able to calm down kids. I need some of that. And I was like, sweet. I got a compliment on how I do it. And then I was thinking back on it. I was like, wait a second. Did she think we were together? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, I'm telling you. But I took the compliment. Yeah. (laughs) That's uh, funny, dude. 
I, yeah. I wonder how, I mean, I don't really know any, um, I don't even know what the right word is these days, but any same-sex parent, do you? Do I know any? Uh-huh. Um, In terms no? of, like, a relationship? I don't, I don't know no. anyone, so I, I have no idea. But I wonder how that plays out. I wonder if it's easier in a sense because you know not to say that all you know i'm just saying like biologically speaking um a man and a woman think differently and so Uh there's more issues there's more um you know they're 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 different wants and things and things get misconstrued and communication you know but when you are with the same-sex partner I would assume that it would be easier because you have like-minded wants. And, I mean, obviously, I mean, personalities I, I, differ, but from... I a, don't... Uh-huh, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, like, from a uh, psychological perspective, I would think that w- it would be easier. But I don't the, know. Way, the way I've always seen it, in the sense of being easier to for a kid to understand a situation or something maybe but i think the concept of the 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 man and woman family is that you can have an understanding of what a man is and have an understanding of what a woman is and know what the differences are and see why they work differently or even think differently or act differently and that's yeah, that's but, where the more more lessons come in because then you can understand the brighter reach of the world. Yeah, but Greg, you're talking about two rational individuals in a relationship, and you and I both know that some of that is rare. <laughs> Just in people in general, it's really rare to, especially nowadays, it's really hard to get to uh, the bottom line and to understand one another. Everyone seems to be mm-hmm. shouting from the rooftops. Nobody knows what anyone's saying anymore. Yeah. Right? So I, yep. I wonder. I wonder. We should ask. Maybe that's a good question to ask people. Um, not that Greg is in a same-sex relationship. I'm just, I'm just curious. <laughs> what are you curious about? <laughs> I'm curious about the, about the psychological aspect of it i I just wonder i wonder how it is because i I really don't know it's it's interesting um it's very interesting for me to uh, um well to take into account because you know i don't have any kids first of all yeah so i mean i don't know right yeah because i mean if if you think about it the only the only thing if we're talking about just like a loving family not, not not something outside of anything weird because there's weird things in uh regular uh marriage between a man and woman and then uh there are sorry there's good marriages in men and women relationships and there's bad marriages in men and women relationships and the same concept for same-sex marriages Mm -hmm. so we're just talking about in good relationships regardless of how it's done I I think it's all pretty much the same thing, except for when it comes down to talking about uh, sexual concepts. Yeah. 
because it's no different than having, let's say, how how I'm living right now. They they should my son and my roommate's son share the same mom, so it's like, in the sense of it, there's two guys here raising two kids. Yes, we're not in a relationship and we're not gay, but it still would be the same concept as if there was a gay couple or if we were a gay couple. You know what I mean? Uh, Outside of like, certain, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're talking about the main thing of 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 raising a child, not Literally not talking parenting. about teaching them yeah, yeah. your your own morals, just parenting in general. So then it just comes down to the the morals outside of that, what people believe that parents should be teaching kids. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean. Yeah. It's. I'm telling you, it's a, It's an interesting thing. I'm, uh, I really don't know. I don't have any kids yet, so I, I can't really comment on it. But I just wonder. Yeah. But so, yeah. So, um, how has it been more difficult nowadays with this whole quarantine when you do have your son? Um, you know, we're now right now we're limited with what we can do. Um, how did you handle that? I mean, him and I have always both been indoor people. Like we don't we don't freak out if we don't step outside for a week. <laughs> like, like that. No. We can we can have fun in the room with nothing. Yeah. Uh, like when we wake up in the morning, whoever wakes up first, it does something to the other person. So like when I wake up first. Uh, I'll let him sleep, and once I can start seeing like his fingers moving, or like he like starts adjusting to kind of like wake up, I'll start like kind of messing with him. Like I'll do uh, what do they call those Eskimo kisses with the nose? Yeah. Or like I'll I'll just like go kind of close to him and and like breathe a little bit on his face, so like kind of like opens his eyes, and then I'll just smile at him, and he'll start laughing, and we'll just start playing. But if it's the other way around, he'll look at me and he'll just slap me in the face. Hey, wake up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So like the first like 30 minutes we wake up, we're just, we don't even get off the bed. We just play games or something. Yeah. But yeah, we don't. But in, in terms of like, um, I guess the, I mean, before, you know, he used to go to school, you were at mm-hmm. work, you guys had some time to yourself um i'm sure being a parent's frustrating you know sometimes they just don't listen for whatever reason they do things that you don't want want them to do and instead of being upset you know i mean i, I don't know i grew up in a mexican household you know we, yeah. we cried you know they they'd give us another reason uh or an actual reason for us to cry about so yeah see I don't, I don't do, I don't do any of that. It's just so, it's so pointless. Like if they cry, it's not going to affect me. They're going to sit there and like, the kid's going to sit there and cry. And if they're too loud or something and you're trying to get something done, then you explain to them, Hey, I'm doing this. When we're done here, we can talk. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's that all, uh, that Oliver listens well. Or if it's my explanation to him or me talking to him or what exactly it is. But 
most issues don't last very long. Yeah, maybe it's your style. You know, sometimes uh, parents, I've, what I've, from what I've seen when I'm mm-hmm. out and about and I see a kid throwing a fit, well, the parent will react instead mm-hmm. of assessing the situation. Why are you crying? Like, what do you want? You know, they just react. Oh, they start yelling. Um, they just slap the kid on the behind or something. And it just makes it worse. Yeah. Or something that I've seen a lot more now is that the parents will give the phone to the kid immediately with no explanation, no whys, no, hey, you're not supposed to do this, no explanation, nothing, to, just to make them quiet. And um, again, I don't have much to say on this topic because I'm not a parent, but just from a logical standpoint, I, I wouldn't do that to my kid, you know? I wouldn't, mm-hmm. I wouldn't just shut them up for the sake of shutting them up. And I'm sure I'll, I'll, I'll be tested one day and we can come back to this topic that day. But we'll yeah. see, you know. Well, it's like one thing. I, I, don't, I don't know uh, how some people would do it. But like, like if Oliver screams or something, like if it's something ridiculous, like, like how I beat him in a game. Like if we throw a ball and I, and I run and I get it before he does and he starts getting upset and he screams. I won't wait to respond. Like I'll scream right back at him and I'll say, Hey, was that okay for me to do? And he'll say, no, it was scary. And I'll say, so then why were you allowed to do it? And it's, it's the under, they just need to understand. It's the understanding that it's, that is so important, man. Yeah. And that like the whole kids on leash thing. Ugh, I saw that the other day and it, it disgusts me. (laughs) <laughs> uh you mean those like monkey backpacks at the <laughs> yes yes yeah so what's up with those i i don't understand them the only way that i could understand it is in a extreme circumstance where like the area, child but... no not even that like like when the child has some kind of like actual like issue like Okay. Like if the child like can't remember anything or something like that, you don't want him to walk away or like, like not just because your child likes to run. Like you teach them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's a good point, man. It's a really good point. Like if it, it, if you, you just have to do it a few times. Like what, once you do it a few times, they get used to it and they understand it. And it's like, if you put them down and you need to get something like 10 feet away because you need to go to the door, but they're not listening, then make that 10 feet walk take 20 minutes. The next time they're not going to do it. Like explain to them on the way, have them do certain things. What Like if they're walking to the door, say, hey, uh, we're going to walk to the door. We're going to do this. Uh, you're going to hold it open like give instructions so they understand like what the next step is, not just run around in circles, do whatever you want. And if I can see mom or I can see dad, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I, it's, I don't know. I have, first of all, I think parenting is really hard to, you know, I take my, I take my hat to every parent out there. 
I remember, like, my mom was pretty good with us. She, I mean, when she had to, she definitely, <laughs> she made it known that you could not mess around. Um, dude, I remember sometimes when we would go, we would go to the bank. And this mm-hmm. is when I first started. I just, I just got here. Maybe, a, maybe this is uh, like, like 2000. I'm 10 years old. I'm barely learning how to speak English. You know, my broken Spanglish. Uh, we go to the bank. My mom used to be like, hey, uh, you know, can you ask her for my balance? And then, you know how sometimes the banks will have uh, like a, a monthly fee or whatever to have your account open? Like certain accounts yeah. charge you a month. Well, well, I don't know that, but I know there are those there things, are yes. Those, yeah. <laughs> so they they would explain to her oh well this charge went through today because it's uh, you're being charged for this type of account ten dollars or whatever whatever it was and she would and then i would try to relay that information to my mom and she would not take it she says no 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 i want my full balance i say mom they it doesn't work like that and and she thought i was being smart with her she's like you think because i don't understand english blah you know, you don't know how things work. And so what she would do was she would very discreetly just pinch the crap out of my arm, dude. And I would just freeze. It was those types of... Dude, my mom has been cleaning homes for like, for like, uh, I would say 30 years, 25 years at the very least. So she's got strong hands dude crazy strength on inner hands so imagine her just pinching you at the very back sensitive area of your tricep oh my god dude i would just freeze up i couldn't do anything and i would kind of look at the teller i'm like please just give her money (laughs) just give her (laughs) money you don't understand but aside from that like that was the type of patience she had you know yeah I mean, you just couldn't mess with her. She's she's still a G, dude. Even now, you know, if she were to raise her hand, I'd kind of flinch. <laughs> but um, yeah, dude, it's just parenting, patience, dude. Parenting and patience. It's a it's a very difficult thing, I'm sure. Now, right now, where it's 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 August, it's August, man. We are, uh, well, it's mid-August, so we're one. We're like two months away from the election. You know, mm-hmm. what, do you think people are going to lose patience then? What do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen, particularly here in Southern California? I mean, we live I mean, in a bubble. You I- think this bubble is going to burst? Uh, I don't know about here, but I mean, a lot of people are already leaving. So many people are leaving. Like we thought that, well, was that a couple of years ago when like everyone, a bunch of people were leaving California? Yeah. I think way more people are leaving now. Like businesses can make money in other places. They can, you just can't really make much money here. Like there's certain things that you can, but like, there's a lot that you can't. Like people who own bars, like nothing you can do about it. Sell your bar and 
open a bar somewhere else. Right. Yeah, there's definitely that. Um, yeah, I wonder, man. I, would re- I really wonder what's going to happen here. It's uh, It sucks. Yeah. But, I mean, there's there's weird things about almost every state. Like, I just learned that in Pennsylvania that, like, you can't buy uh, liquor at a grocery store. Mm-hmm. Like, they have separate places where you can buy alcohol. And um, you can't buy alcohol on Sundays. So, like, bars are closed on Sundays. And you can only buy, like, a certain amount of, like, beer and wine at the grocery store. It's so it's so weird to me. Really? Yeah. That's that's pretty weird. Um the the uh well aren't we we're we're here in California we're experiencing a shortage of coins. I heard about that. I need quarters for laundry and I haven't gone because I wasn't sure if I could get any. <laughs> I think you just gotta go to the bank. I think that's yeah. the surest place to get them. Um, -hmm. we have like a little local laundromat that we, you know, when we have like large items, like the, the the bedding or whatever, the bedding, all the bed sheets and stuff, uh, we go over there and, um, we, uh, just do the laundry there, but we also grab quarters from the machine there and then bring them home because, you know, throughout the week, maybe I want to throw in a load here and there. But I've definitely started collecting more quarters, man. It's it's probably going to be something that's. uh, I mean, you really never know at this point. Hey, we really don't know. It might become a a collectible in a sense because if we're going to be switching for money, like it may become uh, a commodity. Coins. Yeah, because I know they're like that's why they started doing the collectors coins and stuff. Where the like the the fifty states on the back and all of that. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, if 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 we don't use coins anymore, that's exactly what's going to happen. They're going to have coins and museums and like stuff will be worth more. I don't know if we'll see that in our time necessarily, but could you imagine the, like you hiding fifty dollars a quarters and like your your kids grandson finds it and becomes a millionaire <laughs> off of like $50 in quarters, you know, and stuff like that is, it's so interesting. Like I've, I've, I've always thought about that. Like how much pointless treasure is hidden? Like, like ridiculous well, treasure. Anything can become a treasure. If the, the problem is that you don't know until the demand is there. So, um, this is actually unrelated news. But over the past couple of weeks, uh, actually, I think it was 55 weeks ago. I don't know how many or how many uh, 55. What's 55? Let's check. How many months ago is that? So about 12 and a half months ago. So a year, a year and a month ago or so. Mm-hmm. Um, Bob Lazar, you know, Bob Lazar. UFO, yeah. uh-huh. UFO guy. Um, he started selling prints from the sport model that he drew up on the uh, uh, the that, that the new Netflix documentary. 
Okay. And so he was selling prints here and there. He would sell, he would make uh, they would sell out, replenish, blah 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 blah. And just yesterday, he posted that he was going to sell or make more. And then once those are gone, they're gone for good. So I thought to myself, um, I was like, you know what? Not because it's it, it's going to be valuable one day, but I think having that type of artwork here at the studio would be kind of cool. And if it's worth something later, um, you know, it's something that I could always lit liquefy as they say so i bought it and you know three hours it sold out and so am i lucky i mean i don't know right if one day it it's you know the demand is there i may be able to sell it for whatever if i ever need to not that i plan to because for me you know having this podcast here and and UFOs are sometimes part of the conversation here at the studio. I think it would be cool, just addition to the artwork that I have here. Yeah, but you never know. Yeah, it's just like uh, I rem- I remember it's not that expensive, but I remember taking one of my uh, brother's Pokemon cards because I was mad at him, and I remember putting it in in uh, in one of the bathrooms. There's like this little slat under the sink that you could like hide things. Yeah. And I put that Pokemon card in there because I got mad at him one day and it was his favorite card. And we moved and I forgot to get the card. And I remember it and I know exactly where it is. It's only worth like 30 bucks. But I mean like. <laughs> but it's still there? No, Knowing that that card is most likely still there. It's like, I know where $30 is hidden. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And there's, there's so much like crazy stuff that, that like, I feel like have have fallen somewhere and it's worth so much. Like people have found, uh, like, um, what is that called? Uh, where you have the little twist on it, you put, valuables i can't a safe people have found safes in in the bottom of rivers and when they pull them up it's just there's diamonds inside of it it's like yeah i mean you you really never know man i'm telling you treasures can be hidden in plain sight sometimes you may not even you don't realize it until it's there or the demand is there you know Mm. yep um yeah dude you want to get into um, some current news? There's been a lot of stuff going on right now. What do you think? Sure, you I, I think I can share my screen with you guys. Um, why don't we take a look in the matrix window? Here we go. Let's see. We're looking at this other one. Here we go. So what's on the top of the news today? Uh, we have from the BBC News, hundreds dead because of COVID-19 misinformation. Wow. What? Seems a little oh, weird. Let's take a I, look. Is that, it sounds like he's probably talking about people drinking like chloroquine straight up, like drinking like, what is it? I think they use that in like fish food or something and people like eat uh, a bunch of fish like food the, and die. Like, the fish thing cleaners uses it. 
Yeah, I feel like a lot of those kind of people were going to die from something ridiculous anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it says here, at least 800 people died around the world because of coronavirus-related misinformation in the first three months of this year, researchers say. A study published in the American Journal of the Tropical Medicine and Hygiene says about 5,800 people were admitted to the hospital as a result of false information on social media. Many died from drinking methanol or alcohol-based cleaning products. They wrongly believed the products to be a cure for the virus. The WHO has previously said that the infodemic, infodemic surrounding COVID-19 spread just as quickly as the virus itself, with conspiracy theories, rumors, and cultural stigma all contributing to deaths and injuries. Wow. I mean, so conspiracies about vaccines. I mean, it's, you know, it's all there. You can go check that out at the BBC News. Um, let's see. Well, check this out. Hey, Greg, what do you think about this? What do you think about the schools reopening? I mean, I think I think the schools need to, op- uh, need to offer both options. I think I think something that could work well enough is the parents who want to send the kids to school and the teachers who want to teach. They go. Yeah. The but if you're, don't want but to if do you it, don't, want, don't go. Yeah, if you don't want to, you shouldn't be held responsible, right? You should have the the option to stay home if you like. Yeah, but yeah. you can still give the option for online learning. Yeah, I think that's a good point. That's a good way to go about it. Uh, so this is, I think it's in New York. After Governor Andrew Cuomo announced schools across New York could reopen in the fall, parents are now reacting to the news and trying to make the best decision for their own family. So, dude, it's I, like I my, agree with you, man. With my son, I would send him to school. And it's one of the few things that his mom and I agree on. I was actually surprised. She's like, yeah, you should go to school. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I think a lot of people are are kind of getting over it, but like to just keep talking about it. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, I'm wearing a mask, so I can still go out. It's like, no, it helps it might it might help if you were in the right one, which I think they say that about seventy five percent of people are wearing the wrong kind of mask. Yeah, I, so I, now, I don't I don't even know what's going on with that. Now you're all the people are going out having fun with their friends. I'm being safe. Like, no, you're not. <laughs> Stay home if you want to be safe. Yep. Like, stop talking all this garbage and going out to restaurants. Like, I feel like I've stayed home more than people who are more hardcore about this. <laughs> yeah. That's and that's funny. what, that's why I find it ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Check this one out, Greg. 75 years later, 1 million Japanese war dead, still missing. What? what? 75 years later, 1 million Japanese from the war are dead still and are still missing. Yeah, they can't track down uh, where the people went. Gosh, that's crazy. So the missing because Japanese make up about half of the 2.4 million soldiers who died overseas during Jap- Japan's military rampage across Asia in the early 20th century. They are on remote islands in the South Pacific. They are in northern China and Mongolia. They are in Russia. 
As the anniversary of the end of the Pacific War arrives Saturday, there is little hope these remains will ever be recovered, let alone identified and returned to grieving family members. Only about half a million are considered retrievable. The rest are lost in the sea or buried in areas that can't be reached because of fighting or security or political reasons. Man. Like, I don't want this to sound bad, but I mean, 75 years ago, these people would most likely be at, at least, I'd probably say that the youngest person going to war is 14. So like, let's just say 14 year old, that's, that's almost 90 years ago. Are, are any of those people really still alive? Like, are they really grieving? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't sound, think so. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they're grieving. I, they, I think they just don't know where the heck these people are. It's not something like, like you know, they're dead. Like, I mean, maybe someone's lost on an island and they're surviving or something. But, I mean, who knows? <laughs> yeah, man. Let's see what else do we have here. Oh, that's interesting. What do you have? LA- LAPD investigating possible swatting incident at Black Lives Matter protests home. For anyone who doesn't know what swatting is, it's when they call, they call in and they'll say something like, uh, like "There's a, a bunch threat? of drugs and guns, and it looks like they were making a bomb." And so a SWAT team will come and just bust down your door, and they do it to a lot of like video game uh, streamers and stuff. It's a trolling method, right? Yeah, essentially. Huh. So it's hard to stay patient <laughs> during this time. It's so crazy, yeah. dude. Yeah, let's see what else we have here. Uh not nothing too crazy. Um yeah, I mean that's about it. I mean, did you hear about the the big bomb in Lebanon? Yeah. Oh, oh man, gosh. you saw that, dude. Yeah, and I I started like trying to find different angles of it, like what it what it seemed like to someone who wasn't like paying attention, didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. This lady had her wedding, and she was in the street getting a t- picture taken. Um. You could probably Google it. You could probably search it on YouTube real quick. It's not a long video. Uh, just say wedding. Uh, yeah, I, they th- I, think, I think I saw the video actually. Um, but I will. Yeah, just type in wedding Beirut explosion. It'll be like the third video. Yeah. And it's just, it's crazy. It's like, Here, let me open. They, they, had, they had no clue what was happening. Yeah, let me open up the it, matrix window here. It was her wedding day. I think they already got married, so they were just taking the pictures after the ceremony. Oh, it looks like it's a, um, it's like a, um, it's just part of their photo shoot of the yeah, wedding. But what? And it's a video just just showing, and whoa, she just gets hit with a blast, <laughs> with a shockwave, just ripping across the whole neighborhood. All the windows are broken. And people are panicking, trash everywhere. Jeez, that's crazy. I mean, it if looked they like cut a movie. It, out, it looked like, like right a movie. Be- 
Yep. Right before it gets to our feet, if they cut it, they still got a good wedding day video. I mean, <laughs> it looks. But yeah, dude, dude, it's. I mean, it's that's going to be part of the history of their wedding. They survived yeah. it. You know. But. And I saw this other one, dude. It was crazy. Like I could not imagine this, dude. The ex the explosion happened. It blew out the window in a hospital. Right in front of the window, a lady was giving birth to her baby. Oh, I saw the, that. Yeah. The baby came out like two seconds after the window shattered. Yeah, I did and see that. the doctors that. just like got right back to it and pulled the baby out and the baby was born. Everyone was fine. Yeah. And I think she gave um, birth with – there was no electricity in the hospital or something like that. It was in yeah, the darkness. because it all – yeah, it blew out right after that. So um, if you don't already know – I'm going to show you guys the explosion. Just a, a couple of different angles of how intense this thing was. So here you have some persons looking at it from their balcony. Um, and this is the explosion is apparently followed from a um, a firework warehouse or a warehouse that housed fireworks. And um, uh, what was that other something? What was it called, Greg? It's a highly explosive uh, chemical, something nitrate. Uh, I forget. Yeah, I don't remember the exact name. Uh, root reason for an explosion. So here's another angle for you guys. This guy's driving in the car. He's looking at the smoke from the warehouse. And the car just, they freak out because of the, whoa, dude. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to go back on this one again. Check this one out, Greg. They're driving. I haven't seen that one. They're driving in their car, looking at the smoke and the explosion. The shockwave just rattles the car. And when, when she gets or the person looks back up, you can see that the mirror the rear view mirror is like falling down. Falling off, yeah, broken. That's so <laughs> crazy. That's so crazy. You know, 2020, it's really hard to be patient with you. It's, ammonium uh, nitrate. Oh, that's right, ammonium nitrate. Yeah, man. It's, Apparently, it was sitting in the port for over six years. No one did anything about it. I think there was an issue with it. Like, they weren't able to move it. And that's why it was there for so long. And then there was an accident with a ship or something that caused the issue. Yeah. And, you know, it's I, one of the comments on that video I just showed you says, 2020 is going to be a whole, a whole new chapter in the future for history books. Right? I mean, we've had... Yeah. What, what's happened in 2020? We found um, many disturbing things like child sex trafficking that we may get yeah. into in the next in the next podcast of the rabbit hole series. We had, uh, you know, for uh, well, COVID quarantine protests. We had riots, looting, explosions all over the world. I mean, it's just getting crazy. 
We're going to have one of the craziest elections in the past 50 years, 100 years maybe. Yeah, we're going to have another election this year. I this mean, one's going to change it. This one's going to change a lot though, like either way we see it. Greg, it's do, going to do you think the United that United States a lot? Do you think I don't know how you feel about everything that's going on? Obviously, it's no bueno for people. But in in a sense, do you think that you're waking up more, like opening up your eyes more? Is it? Are you being more like um, like not matured or seasoned? Um, like seeing everything that we just saw right now, with the explosions and the news and whatever we just we went through. Is it changing your perspective on life? Like, remember when we were kids, and I don't know if it's just our generation or what, um, we didn't have, well, at the beginning of our childhood, we didn't have the internet available to, for mm. us, right? So yeah. the only way we found out about news was usually the the news on TV, which was at a, a specific time of the day. You know, usually morning news, noon and dinner time but yeah. now now we're getting this like we're getting force fed 24 hours a day do you think it's I, changing our perspective on life itself like our no. consciousness do you, you don't think it's affecting us in any way just yeah, seeing all the bad things doing with the life? same thing i think it's doing the same thing on life it's just that you can make a different opinion it's like if I watched if I watched the news years ago and I saw a thing on there that said it, eating broccoli is uh, gonna make you run faster, I'd be like, oh, did you hear that eating broccoli makes you run faster? And it's like, yeah, it's true. It might be true because it allows you to be healthier, but like, there's nothing that actually increases your speed about it, like. <laughs> It's just you, you see half truths everywhere. And I don't I don't think because the internet makes it any different. Well but what I'm saying is just seeing all the bad in the world, like that doesn't change your outlook on life in any way? No, because that's well, the bad's in the world. I mean how often do you just see a lot of that bad in your everyday life? But I'm you know? I'm gonna take a wild guess and I'm gonna say that for 28 years of your life or let's say 26 years i'll be modest 26 years of your life you never really mm -hmm. worried about the world it was it was okay. really about you know what am i going to do today what am i going to do tomorrow you know when am i when am i going to hang out with my friends nowadays okay. it's it's different yeah you think that it, it's got to do with the internet and how fast we're getting this information? Like, let's say, let's let's just say that we, you know, last ep last episode we were talking about unplugging from the matrix mm -hmm. and uh, from the internet and social media and whatnot. What if we just lived like that? You think your life would be different as yeah, opposed to because you don't need it. You don't need the world. Yeah, because you don't need an. Like you lived 
don't know, you lived in a forest somewhere and you never come here and that explosion in Beirut happened and you never heard about it, it's not really going to matter to you. You know what I mean? Right. It's just like if a deer dies in a forest right now, it's not going to matter to me. Did he really live? I mean, like... <laughs> I mean, if you think about that, almost like, sure, we understand that things go on even when we're not there, but like, it, I don't think many it doesn't people affect you mentally. That. Like, I think I think it's a known, it's a common thing that people know, but I don't think people understand it. Yeah, like they just turn a blind eye to all these other things, and they just worry about themselves. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean. You, you know, you're, I mean, you got blinders on. It's kind of how life should be. <laughs> like, you don't need to worry about anyone else. Like, just do, just do your life. Live. Like, don't worry about all these things. Don't worry about conquering the world. Don't worry about how much land you have. Like, go get your food. Sit down and have, and, and talk. Like, <laughs> if you got your water, you got your food. You, you, you got some way of digging a hole to go to the bathroom. You're living. Yeah. Nothing else matters. Like, people have too much uh, ambition, too much greed. Yeah. I think balance is key. Mm -hmm. I think there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with ambition. Uh, Because even with having ambition, like, you must understand that, you know, back to the whole, um, the topic for today just having patience it's even ambitious people have to learn to be patient you know you can only make so many bucks today you can only make so many deals today so oh you know i i I struck five deals but one of them you know they won't sign till next week so you just got to be patient and um i'm telling you man i think like people say patience is a virtue it's really hard to come across people who are very patient I'm lucky to be a part of just a group of friends who are, you know, for lack of a better word, man, they just got their shit together in a sense. And and, in that sense is being patient with things and with each other, you know, Um, like today, you know, we we were on this uh, group thread and we were just kind of cracking jokes back at each other. And it was kind of fun. And but, you know, it's just jokes like no one means anything anything by it and um yeah dude i think that's that's really important dude just being patient um dude just i'm thinking i'm just thinking back to when my my puppy when she's now a little full i guess she's full grown now she's about seven months um she was uh when she was a puppy and how difficult it was to have her listen to me on a on a constant basis even today you know i took her out i took her out for a walk and um i took her out with no leash just around the property here and she uh you know she will stray here and there but as soon as i called her she'll come back so she's kind of got the point yeah uh so i'm gonna show you guys let me open up the matrix window here i'm gonna show you guys a picture of her when she was a puppy that's leia furry thing um i think there's a couple more pictures here so she so she's such a cute little dog 
But um, yeah, nowadays, dude, she's the one being patient with me in the morning. Cause she she's potty trained and everything. If she wants to go to um, to the bathroom in the morning, she'll wait. You know, before she was kind of like she couldn't wait. She she didn't know how to hold it or whatever, and uh, mm-hmm. she would just jump on you until you woke up and and took her. But nowadays, you know, if you're let's say that we had a long night and she's tired and she knows that I'm tired or she knows that my wife is tired, she'll just patiently wait at the end of the bed. As soon as she as soon as she, she sees movement, then she'll go and say, "Hey, time to go. I I gotta go." Otherwise, she'll wait, yeah. which is pretty funny. It's funny that she does it. Um, yep, you gotta do it. Yeah. And so I'll show you guys another picture. <laughs> this one's at the beach. Let me see where is it at. Uh, Her first day at the beach, dude. She, she was not so fond of the water. By the way, she she just made a cameo in the back of. You guys can see her stretching in the, in my uh on this on the futon back there. There she's at. She's right there. Um. So Greg, I don't know if I told you <clears throat> about the weekend before my surgery. I went out to Joshua Tree. Yeah. Dude, actually, that place was pretty cool. Um, when we arrived, there was a um, a fire nearby. So this is what our view was. It was it. It looked like we were in Mars. You know, it was like a red sun. It was everything was smoky orange. Um, yeah, dude, it was pretty cool. Hmm. That. Let me show you another one of the. Um, let me see. Dang it! I lost my space. My space. Everyone lost my space. <laughs> let me see. So I just saw something about uh, another crazy thing that happened this year. Disney finally ended 20th Century Fox. So you're not going to see that thing in the beginning of movies anymore. Where it does the ding, 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 ding. Yeah. No it's way. Gone. I wonder why. I mean, huh? you got to update. Yeah. Nope. Nope. I think that's it. Everybody else. Those are all like pictures from the group and whatever. Um, okay. Dude. On the on the trip, we encountered this guy who was just blitzed. He was toast. You know, we, we were going to go off-roading, and he was just toast, man. He was kind of operating a car. He was driving in the parking lot. And uh, one of our friends, he stopped him and said, Hey, you know, you you okay? The guy comes out stumbling. He's stumbling, dude, like crazy. Yeah. He's like, oh, you know, like, you know, you guys are cool, but I'm going to die today. That's what? what? That's exactly what he said. He just shouted it to the world. I'm going to die today. And, dude, I didn't know what to do. I just told everyone, hey, get in the car. We're, we're getting out of here. It was, it was kind of crazy, to be honest. 
the heck? Zero patience for 2020, dude. I'm telling you. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, I think that's about it for today. Um, you guys have been patient with you with us. This, Don't this end podcast. it, Marco. Don't end it. What's up? No, because you said the guy was gonna die today, and you said I'm gonna end it right now. <laughs> oh, oh, that's funny. Play on words, no? Yeah, right. no, I got it. I got it. Uh, let's see, man. Let's see. I think that uh, so to end this podcast today, we're gonna go and do another excerpt of the Heart of the Buddha. Uh, but before we get to that, please don't forget to subscribe, like this video, leave a comment. Um, Greg and I are ready are gonna get ready in a few weeks to uh, launch some merch for you guys. Um, and then I know for a fact we're gonna be having some ads. Um, I've been working on some ads, uh, but we won't have those ready or on the YouTube channel, at least. Uh, so this one will continue without being uh, affected by ads or anything like that. But the the uh, just the audio version may have some ads, so just watch out for that. Um, do you have any, any last thoughts, Greg? No, that's it for this week. No? All righty. So let's, let's uh, end it with on a good note. So here we go. As a single slab of rock won't budge in the wind, so the wise are not moved by praise, by blame. And with that, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, Come join us uh, on the other podcast, which is Thought Process, the Rabbit Hole series. Uh, We'll see what we can get into next. Um, I picked up a cool book. Um over the week that I was gone and I can't wait to share it with you guys. And so with that, yeah. we'll see you, we'll see you guys next week. Yep, hit the bell, subscribe, hit the like button. See you later. See you later guys.